Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Kate, in some ways you're no stranger uh, to this church, maybe to this pulpit, but certainly uh, not to this church, because Kate is one of the young people of this congregation here in Hamilton Road. To give it a little bit of context, um, you will be going to university yes, in a few weeks' time, that's right. but you have just returned very recently from Ecuador, yes. and that was with Latin link, Indeed as they was, can see. Yeah. So tell us how you came to volunteer to go all that way across the world with Latin link. Yeah, so just before I begin, I'd just like to say a massive thank you um, to Worldwide for the opportunity to be here this evening. I've always loved coming, um, so to be here um, in this spot is a real privilege. Um, and also just to Hamilton Road uh, Presbyterian, my home church, um, for their unwavering support over the past year, both from staff um, and from another, a, a number of individuals. Um, so yeah, to answer the question, how I became involved um, with Latin Link. Um, I've been very fortunate, very blessed um, in my life to have been really encouraged to, to get involved in serving overseas, um, both by my family and by my church here. Um, so um, by the time I turned 18, I'd been involved um, in short-term mission teams, both to Tanzania um, in East Africa on a family tier fund team, um, and also to India with a school safari team. So both those experiences were really, really influential for me. Um, they really um, satellite a, a passion um, in my heart to work with vulnerable children. Um, and in both those uh, situations, I saw firsthand um, how education is so key to combating poverty. So as I say, both of those experiences were very, very influential for me. So as I came into my upper sixth year, um, a couple of circumstances in my life um, kind of changed things that were out of my control. Um, and things started to go away that I hadn't really envisioned. Um, so in my mind, I was heading straight to university um, after upper sixth, as most of my peers were doing. Um, but I really started to feel a really so uh, strong sense of conviction that maybe God was wanting me to do something else this year. Um, so I had a look around um, and I saw that Latin Link um, would provide me with an opportunity to combine my interests for serving God overseas and um, to work with vulnerable children also to um, include my love of speaking Spanish. Um, so that was something that really required me to step outside my comfort zone to change the plans that I had had. Um, but yeah, um, through the Stride program with Latin Link, I was able to do that. Um, and I was given the opportunity to go to a country called Ecuador, uh, which is in South America on the West Coast, just in between Peru and Colombia. And tell us a little bit about the remit that you were given on this Stride program. You've hinted at it a little bit, yep. but maybe just fill that out a little for us now. Yeah, so my brief going into my stride placement was that I'd be going to a city called Santo Domingo, um, which lies between um, the Quito, uh, the capital called Quito in Ecuador, and the coast. Um, it's a city which uh, the population is just over that of Belfast, um, and I was given the opportunity to be involve, involved with three different projects um, out there. I also knew I'd be living with a local Ecuadorian family during my time there, and that I'd be just going um, from the projects uh, by myself. Um, so the three projects they had um, introduced to me. Uh, one was a school, a special school called Vida en Abundancia, which translates as life in abundance. Um, and that school provides education for children um, with varying special needs. It's a Christian school set up by an English lady. Um, 
and it's really important because in Ecuador there's still no state education for children with special needs um, and there's still a lot of stigma surrounding them so they often um, lead very challenging lives um, so that school is really important in providing them with education because they're often just left um, in the back of people's houses so it's really crucial for them. Um, the second project is one called Orphids. Orphids is a home for children um, who are no longer able to live with their families often because their parents have been and um, they've passed away from from AIDS so that means a lot of those children um, also have HIV and in other cases um, the children still they still have either one or two parents but they are not able to look after them either due to illness um, like AIDS or because of other reasons like uh, drug addiction or prostitution which is very very common um, in Santo Domingo um, and the final project uh, was a women's project um, in Santo Domingo um, there's very high rates of gender-based violence um, so in Ecuador kind of rough stats are that six in ten women uh, will experience some form of abuse in their lives but in Santo Domingo that goes up to nine in ten so it's a really massive problem so that project um, which was run by my host family um, allowed women to come and they were able to get involved with craft projects and um, that allowed them to earn an income and also provided pastoral and prayerful and even legal support for those who were um, caught in, in gender-based uh, abuse. Now, it's, it's one thing I suppose Kate to, to read about these projects you know and this is what they're telling you you're going to be doing but how did the expectation and the reality match up so of course um like many people my age the first thing i did when i heard about santo domingo was to google it um and the first thing that came up was um a lonely planet article lonely planet's a, a travel magazine um, and what it said about santo domingo was that it was uninspiring seedy and to be avoided so <laughs> those were the expectations that I went in with um, yeah so this is my my street that I lived on so you can see there um, and that article really actually gave me quite a good picture of what I was getting into um, it really lived up to that expectation um, so Santo Domingo is definitely one of the most underdeveloped places I saw while I was in Ecuador um, crime rates were very very high um, and as I say um, the gender-based abuse was very very common and um, the mural that was just shown shows you that I pass that every day on my way to work and um, so it was a really big problem um, so as well as that um, my home I was living with the local family and while it was basic um, it was somewhere where I was as safe as I could be really um, and I was really well looked after so um, yeah also um, I knew I had been given those three projects um, as I say and I really got uh, involved in two of those um, with the women's project um, I maybe wasn't as involved as I thought I might be um, as it was a craft project and um, there was a lot of sewing going on and I have no idea how to work a sewing machine so I wasn't really as involved in that as I thought I might be um, but I was still able to go um, and see that and it was great um, as well as that with the women it's quite hard to forge really stable relationships and as a young foreigner that wasn't um, something that maybe would have happened so but mm. with the other two projects I was very involved um, what about things like food and health? Yeah, so food was a little bit different. Um, I had an awful lot of rice. <laughs> um, and as well as that, um, health was a bit of an issue. Actually, I was sick a number of times. Um, water was often not clean, even bottled water that you would buy in the shops. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a challenge, but all part, of it, all part of it. And you mentioned the projects. I mean, of course, any project involves people. And you were invested in a number of people yes. uh, quite intensely. I, I get. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so um, to give you an idea of a, of a typical day, so I worked um, Monday to Friday, um, and my typical day was get up um, at around half six, uh, head to work on the bus, um, and I started my mornings at school. So while I was there, I was just basically um, part of their teaching staff. So I was involved in teaching um, when it came to break time with feeding, which a lot of the children need help with, and toileting as well, which of course um, was something that many of them needed help with as well. So within that, obviously, I was um, forming real bonds with these children. Um, but in that, um, it was a really steep learning curve for me. Um, I had never, well, had very little experience of what it was to work with um, children with severe special needs. Um, but I learned uh, an awful lot from them um, and something I really took away from that was I saw how each of us are fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose and a lot of those children that's not what is communicated to them so it was really important um, to be able to show that to them. Um, school also came with a number of challenges um, nobody spoke any English so it was um, working quite a, a high pressure job um, with people who don't speak your own language so it was kind of trying to think on your feet an awful lot um, with that. As well as that, um, after school, I would go and pick up three of the children who lived at the Orphids home. I would get them and take them home on the bus. So that usually took about 30 to 45 minutes in the hottest part of the day. So that maybe wasn't my favorite thing to do, but um, was pretty um, important. So I went and got them and brought them back to the Orphids home where I was involved in pretty basic tasks with them, getting changed, getting ready for lunch um, with the little ones. And then we would all eat together and then have a time of devotion before um, starting homework. So that was my main role. And um, there's quite a lot of children there. Um, and um, just the more hands, the better. So I was involved with covering lots of different homework, right from the little ones up to the teenagers um, and also teaching them a little bit of English as well. So within that time, uh, obviously forming really close bonds with those children. A lot of them come from really, really difficult backgrounds. Um, so getting to know them, um, and a lot of them required a lot of help. Um, many of them have spent a lot of, of their lives on the streets, so they're not, um, they haven't received education in their early stages of life. So working with them, with their homework. Yeah, and, it's, and you're not all that long back from, from Ecuador, no. and leaving that situation behind, leaving those people, and you're still an open, processing the whole thing but 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 what what life lessons do you feel even already that you have learned from this experience with latin link in ecuador yeah so um during my time away i learned an awful lot um i know six months is not a long time it's a drop in the ocean really um but it was a very formative time for me i'm still very young obviously so um i learned an awful lot and really in the past year have really matured in ways that um i probably wouldn't have um if i'd gone straight into uni so um one of the big things that i learned was that um, one of my biggest doubts going into this was I didn't feel that I was capable of going and doing something like this. I thought I was too young. Um, I thought um, overseas mission was maybe something that people with more experience did. Um, but reading, I, there's part of 1 Corinthians that I really um, stays very strongly with me. Um, and what I really learned was that I didn't go because I was capable. It wasn't anything that I um, was doing, but surely completely because God was capable and only in his strength was I able to do that. Um, so whenever I really had to pray to get through every day, really living on a prayer um, to get through work um, and for my own personal safety, um, maybe sounds a little bit cliche, but um, I really learned what it means to completely rely on God um, when everything that I knew and everything I was comfortable with um, was taken away from me. Um, and kind of a final thing that I kind of took away was um, as part of my preparation, I did a course called 
Scotland Express with All Nations Christian College. Um, and as part of that, um, a big section was talking about um, what mission looks like. Um, and something I really took away was that um, as Christians, we're called to be missionaries everywhere. It doesn't matter whether we're here in Bangor um, or for overseas. Um, God calls us to be missionaries at work, at school, at uni, in retirement, in everything. Um, so if we're willing that God will place us exactly where he wants us to, um, to serve him. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Um, it, it, in my case, I can say from that, that even in really challenging times, I think that was the time I learned the most mm. um, and grew the most in my faith. And would you go back? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time. Um, at the end, I really um, wanted to stay on. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was very hard. It was probably the hardest six months of my life. But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and God really taught me so much through my experiences. Kate, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, any young people who are here, older people too, yep. if they wanted to serve absolutely. with Latin Link, you would be the person yes, to talk to. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.